Welcome to Pool Party Radio. This is the number one podcast for a fat man in a hospital in all of hospital town. I'm your host, Parker, joined as always by co-host Cumulus Razor Man the third. Hello, Parker. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you, Razor Man? I'm good. Full of razors. That's where I am today. You eat all those uh, razor blade candy bobbed uh, candy apples that you bobbed for, I did. for Halloween. Yeah. All those rotten razor blade candy apples. Um, yeah, I'm feeling all right today. It's been like a drag of a week, but my hair looks great today. Nice. Feeling really good about that. Um, oh, Razorbacks are playing. It's Arkansas. I'm oh. not going to watch the game, but that's happening. You could be Jason Razorback's Frisbee if you wanted, though, if you really started to like the team. If I did like the team, yes. But um, I'm not going to follow that path. Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's a shame, right? Yeah. Because it's so close. And yet, like, it's kind of like, no, thanks. It's like me when I encountered uh, all those jump scare people at uh, Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. Where I'm like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I do like your reaction to being scared. We went to the haunted houses last week, as we talked a little bit about on the last episode. But, uh, yeah, anytime somebody would come up to you and scare you real bad, because, like, the whole thing is haunted. Like, they've got, like, little haunted houses. But even when you're walking just through the park, people will come up to you and scare you, mostly purge people. Yeah, like, you're admiring <laughs> some churros at a food stand, and then all of a sudden, like, a purge person with a weird neon mask comes up and spooks you. Yeah, and your reaction to a lot of these was, okay, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> but, like, in a very scared way, like, like yeah. you, you were obviously startled, but then you were like, yes. okay, I'm I'm done with it. I'm done being startled now that you got me. Yeah, because like, after the fact, it's like, it's not scary. They're just waving a plastic machete in your face. It's like, yeah, well, we got over the, it's plateaued, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything, it's, like, decreasing. Like, you got my heart rate up, and now I'm... Now I'm just looking at a guy in a plastic mask who's just kind of growling. Yeah. A couple of guys pulled a fast one on you, though. Like, they would go, all right, this guy's had enough. I'll go scare somebody else. And then, uh, like, the moment you turn around and get back into conversation, they would come back and scare you again. Yeah, that the guy wearing, like, the goofy Abraham Lincoln mask got me a couple times. I think three, which was a pretty good get. I think he got you four score and seven times. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a lot of times. Uh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln's very scary. He's got that face. Like, he is probably, like, I think Kissing Contest had, had an episode about this, uh, not too long ago, but, uh, Abraham Lincoln is a scary looking president. I feel. Yeah, him and Andrew Jackson. Jackson has, like, kind of just shock hair. He looks, he looks spooky. Yeah, he looks like, uh, like Nancy at the end of, uh, Freddy Part One. Just, like, <laughs> white hair sticking straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very ghostly, weird presence. Yeah. I love that Andrew Jackson, though, man. That Louisiana purchase was pretty much the dopest purchase of all time. <laughs> I don't think I've made a purchase that big in my entire life. I know. Like, man, how cool are you that you made a Louisiana purchase? Like, that's, like, the coolest sounding shit in the world. Like, I, like, I think I'm cool if I go out and, like, buy, like, uh, like discounted clearance rack Nikes. I'm like, oh, man, I got these fucking brand new Nikes for 70 bucks. I'm so happy. And uh, this motherfucker's out there buying Louisiana, making a Louisiana purchase. Yeah. Well, he was he was at a uh, 
he was at a uh, Circle K and was like looking at all the day old sandwiches. And Louisiana had like a woohoo sticker on it. It's like woohoo, check out the price on this Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, that's that's worth woohooing about. And he purchased it. Best president, second best, third best, third best president, just based on that, solely on that purchase, I feel. Mm-hmm. And being on the 20, which is the best bill. If you got a 20 in your pocket, man, you're doing all right. Andrew Jackson knows it. Yeah, it's it's something that people freak out about. Like, I I uh, um, got an omelet today. I went to this Leo's Greek castle for a very late breakfast. And when I went to pay my bill, there's some patrons sitting around. It looked like uh, a couple of young dudes um, sitting at one table. It looked like they would have a long night or something. And underneath one of them, a grand friend of me just had this neatly folded $20 bill like under his seat. Are you okay? Oh, I'm good. Okay. I'm not dying. Gesundheit. Thank you. Uh, so he had this neatly folded $20 bill that was on the ground below him. I'm like, that's probably not where it's supposed to go. So I drew his attention to it because it's startling. I'm like, whoa, a $20 bill. I had to stop the room. Like, everybody stand perfectly still. There's a 20 on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, sir, is this yours? And he's like, oh, yes, it is. And of course, like anybody who you ask them, hey, is this money yours? He's going to be like, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I want to make sure there was like no weird uh, confusion over it later. So it was either his or now he's the proud owner of uh, $20. You helped that man embezzle and perform grand theft larceny or whatever it would be. Uh, from twenty dollars on the floor. Yep, sure. You okay. were that man's accomplice. It was uh, it was like a Sam Peckinpah movie. The way that you guys heisted the place <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're the wild bunch now. Mm-hmm. That's we're gonna go shoot some uh, wine barrels, and who knows which one of us will end up with a Gatling gun. Man, they always you end know? up with a Gatling gun in those movies. Yeah, the end of those movies, like fuck it, <laughs> let's make it <laughs> random blood. Oh man. <clears throat> Speaking of raining blood, um, we're doing Are You Afraid of the Dark, right? I didn't get a chance to watch those Are You Afraid of the Darks, to be honest with you. Hey, that's fine. I'm a real loser. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, kid. You're not watching uh, some 90s children's show. Yeah, I would have liked I had to watch, uh, at my work, I have to watch movies now, in addition to all the junk food dinner movies I have to watch. And I watched a movie last night. I watched two movies last night. One was a remake of Heidi, the story about the adorable little Swiss Swiss girl who has to live in the mountains with goats and a grumpy grandfather who hates God. And I had to watch a Palestinian movie about the first Palestinian all-women's racing group. Wild, man. I, <laughs> I mean, you already watched like It's just funny because you have this contrasted with uh, your other podcast, Junk Food Dinner, where you watch, uh, well, junk movies most of the time. Mm-hmm. David Lynch movies. Just the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the last episode I was on. I was going to withhold that, but, uh, you know, I can't really say that I brought um, a show-appropriate material either. Like, I think I brought that David Bowie uh, uh, vampire movie. During one of my first stops oh, at yeah, Junk yeah. Food Dinner. 
What was that called? The Hungers. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, The Hungers, which I think has some cult appeal because it's got Bauhaus in it and David Bowie's acting in it. And it's kind of sexy. Scratch that. Very sexy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some sexy folks in there. Um, but yeah, not exactly the movie Rats or some other goofy horror stuff. Well, but it, it doesn't, yeah, well, David Lynch was pretty wild. Yeah. You, watched, uh, you started hmm? the trend of classing up junk food dinner, I feel. Now, like every third episode, we do like a real classy masterpiece theater movie. And I think that you might have been the first to do a a movie that wasn't about mutants ripping boobs off of ghosts. Well, somebody, you guys watched The Apple before I came on there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is a very, that's a master. That's a classic film. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. It is kind of a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's interesting that you're getting like this contrast now where it's like, hey, watch these very artsy, artful movies. Did you like any of these movies they had to watch? Um, or wait, really... I mean, is this like a spoiler? Like, do we have to buy the Viseria Times now? <laughs> you have to buy my paper to find out. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I don't know. They were fine. Like, this, like the thing with the Israeli or the Palestinian um, like all-girl racing group is like you would think – like, if somebody was going out of their way to make a documentary about this, that it would be, like, a very, like, that they would be, like, going against all odds to do this thing that is, like, shunned on in their culture. But, like, really, it's, like, like all the, like, really, like, hard, right, like, closed-minded people are just, like, yeah, I don't like this, but what are you going to do? So, it's, like, not very dramatic. It's, like, they don't like yeah. it, but, like, they're not too worried about it. But... So that's not like really dramatic for that, but it is dramatic in that like anytime they go to practice, uh, Israeli soldiers try to shoot them. It's like that's kind of where the yo okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's definitely dramatic. Yeah, but like that like that wasn't really like the kind of drama I was expecting. I was expecting like these girls going out there, we can do it, we can race too. But it was not really about. That. I mean, it was, but I don't know. It was all right. Yeah. That's wild. I don't know the names of either of these films. Like, is the the Heidi remake just called Heidi? Yeah, Heidi is Heidi, and the other one is Speed Sisters. Whoa. Yeah, I would assume something totally different from that title. Like, Valley Girl, just way more intense. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I thought it was going to be, like, Fast and Furious. I didn't even know it was a documentary. I thought it was going to be, like, Fast and Furious with girls in Palestine, which sounds like a cool movie, but then it was... All this other stuff. Yeah, sounds historical. Yeah, it was very historical. But I watched some other movies that were good. We had this uh, LGBT film fest a while back where I had to watch a bunch of movies. And there was this one movie about these two dudes who fall in love while living in Akron, Ohio, that I found very charming. Oh, cool. Uh, It just goes to show you that any two people from any two walks of life can fall in love if they're under the umbrella of LeBron's love and guidance. Yeah. And uh, around the homegrown stylings of Devo. Mm-hmm. And anybody can fall in love in a city where Frisbee and Parker got together to see the Groovy Ghoulies. Yeah. I think that's the most magical thing to have happened there. <laughs> that is how the magic happens. And that's where the magic happens. Yeah. 
I don't think that place is around anymore. The Green Spider? Wasn't it the yeah. Green Spider? I believe so, yeah. That's such a good name. That'd be very lame if that place no longer existed, but I don't know if it does. Um, I'm not going to look it up either, just uh, to keep the mystique alive. But yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Sounds like you've been watching a lot of good stuff. I saw, I read your review for uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, did you? Yeah, where you also mentioned LeBron James. Well, <laughs> it's something I like to do. It's good. It's, it's for fun, I understand. It is for fun, yes, of course. Uh, have you seen Doctor Strange? I plan on it this weekend. Um, I'm kind of torn. Well, not really. I, I imagine I'm going to see this in 3D. Um, That's but a before I do, do you recommend seeing it in 3D? I do. At first, like in like the normal scenes, like the first half of it, like nothing really important happens in 3D, and you're just like, all right, I got these dumb glasses on. But then when things start getting trippy, it's like very well worth it. Cool. I I kind of gathered it. That was going to be the case. It looks like what I wanted Inception to be when I saw the trailer and like the city kind of folds at a right angle. I'm like, oh man, if the city folds on itself, it's going to be rad. And then it just kind of like stops there and I'm like, well, that's cool, I guess. Like I was kind of a brat about it. But then I watched the trailer for <laughs> Doctor Strange. I'm like, oh, I wasn't a brat. They could totally have gone further with this. Like there's cities upon cities here. This is way dreamier. Mm-hmm. So um, you I'm would looking think, forward to it. You would think that Inception, a movie about the magic and the uh, and how in your dreams the impossible is possible, would be a little crazier than just like uh, a building falling a little like 45 degrees to the left or, uh, you know, it right? raining like really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got to pee. Isn't that funny? That's raining in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this dream world of magic and in inception. Oh, it looks just like a James Bond movie. How crazy and dreamlike. Uh, how no surreal. Shit. Look, look like the very first level of GoldenEye 007 on uh, N64. Mm-hmm. Inception sucks, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I know we had that conversation <laughs> before. Like, I, I feel like dreams could look dreamier, especially now. Um with special effects being so advanced, or at least at a point where you could make them look trippier. Looks like Doctor Strange is leading the way with that. Man, Doctor Strange is trippy as fuck. Yeah. Especially Supreme. Yeah, especially for like a like a Disney movie that's a blockbuster. I think they really get crazy with the visuals. It's like a big blockbuster version of two thousand one. In in parts. And then in other parts it's just like an Iron Man movie, but uh it's a cool mix of the two kinds of things. Cool. Looking forward to it. It's fun. Tilda Swinton's there. I know that you like her. I feel that you like her. You feel correctly. Okay. I do like her. I thought that I knew that. Yeah. No, I think she's great. I thought she even saved... Uh, well, she didn't save. She. I actually like that That escape train film with fucking um, Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what, the Taking I mean, of Pelham 123. I think it's the taking of Pelham one, two train. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, something like that. I can't remember the name of it now. Winter horse. Uh, I forget. Yeah. I forget. Snow. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. I'm pretty sure snow was in the title. This is awful. I can't think of anything today. Uh, I'm just like lacking on names. She was in that movie and she, yeah, her presence just tends to make things a bit greater. Um, in Only Lovers Left Alive. Thought she was really great in that, despite the movie having some weird hang ups and agreeing with Corey Sklar here that 
there's some weird Jack White tangents in that film that I just didn't feel were necessary. Like, if you have immortality, are you just going to point out to people, like, hey, that's where Jack White was born? Or maybe yeah. that's something to do with the film. Like, it's just commenting on hipster culture. Like, yeah, this guy's immortal. Well, check out the dumb shit he's pointing out. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Now he points out some dumb shit in it. Any any movie where anybody mentions Jack White is probably not realistic, since I haven't heard anybody like talk about him in real life in uh, like seven years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that might be the most. Yeah, that's probably the most st- startling part about that. You're like, whoa! <laughs> I feel like a ghost just passed over the room. Mm-hmm. I um, feel like uh, the ghost of a person who did a really bad cover of Jolene just passed through the room. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> That was a that was a mighty joke. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Tilda Swinton, you'll like it. It's a good movie. I wanted to see it yesterday. Um, but like I said, I've been sleeping a lot, and I reserved all energy I had to go vote. Um, so I voted early. Mm. But then, like after that, I had catfish and completely, uh, completely conked out, Man. like right there at the table. Eating catfish. I think I know who you voted for, Mister One Percent. Easy, Pete. No, not at all. It was, uh, but I, I prefer to keep my meals, and my politics separate. Thank you very much. But that wasn't <laughs> the case for uh, the table next to me. It was three very elderly people. I'm not. I'm not telling tales out of school here. Like they, one person had a. I mean, they were all senior discounts. And they went into this tangent, or one of them did, yellingly, by the way, because it's all hard of hearing there. Mm-hmm. And they were like, first they were just talking about restaurants, and then one of them's like, oh, let me tell you about my son and the new hire. Like, he was interviewing all these people, and there was this young man, this young man who, uh, when asked, and I'm, I'm able to recite this to you verbatim because it was just that loud. It's like when asked how many clients he imagined he would have after being hired, he said, well, this time next year, I would imagine I'd have as many clients as you do talking to his interviewer, uh, this lady's son, apparently. And she's like, and he told me he just had to bite his lip. He's been working there for 25 years. He just had to bite his lip. And talk and uh, hearing that statement, it's like that sounds. I don't know. Like, why would you bite your lip at that? I feel like. I mean, it sounds ambitious. I don't think it's maybe even cocky, but it's. Uh, when you want that in your new hire, like yeah, he was like, yeah, I hope to have as many as you did. And then she starts like just laying into millennials. She's like, that's millennials for you. They just want everything handed to them. It's like I don't think that was what he said. Yeah. <laughs> He said he was going to work for him. I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I I hope you give me all your clients. Like, that sounds something implied from somebody who's intimidated by somebody else. But, uh, I mean, if you just hate millennials, then sure, you can warp it any way you want to. Yeah. Well, they are awful. I mean, we as long as, you know, let's just contribute as many bad things as we can to them because well, it's of their weird. genuine that- enjoyment of uh, Bob Ross for some reason. Yeah, but that group set keeps expanding. Like, I woke up one day to read an article to find that I was a millennial. And I think you're a millennial, too. 
Like anybody who's under 35 is a millennial now. Well, I got, I got like two months. I get to go back to being Gen X. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I'm like right on like the weird cusp of it. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is kind of a weird term. It's like the term hipster where like it used to like very specifically mean like a dude who wore, uh, like a shitty hat and had a mustache and like, uh, liked n- like noise. <laughs> and like now it just ironically yeah, yeah. Re- really enjoyed like ironic things wore like a lot of uh ironic uh like wore like a, a garth brooks shirt ironically mm-hmm. and before that i remember it, like it was somebody who was just into vinyl records and vintage shit yeah and yeah. not like an in not an ironic way like they would go out of the way to find the most pristine copies of vintage articles well Anytime you're buying a record, it's ironic. In 2016, IMHO. But yeah, it used to specifically mean like a specific subculture of people. And now it's just like anybody who's younger than you is a hipster. Like, yeah. They kind of lost like, all I, meaning. I think millennials is kind of getting that to that point. I was at a, uh, <coughs> a, uh, a, like a family gift giving ceremony. Uh, ceremony, Jesus. It wasn't that, it wasn't that in depth. You were having was, uh, you were having the spirit dinner or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there spirit was cookie. a. It was with a girlfriend and like her family, but like all, just like her sisters and stuff. And one of her sisters was giving me a gift that year. Like it was just kind of between all of us, we pulled names out of a hat and whoever we got between like um, brother-in-laws or whatever or significant others. We get that person a gift. So we didn't have to like buy gifts for every couple, you know? Mm-hmm. And she got me and she's like, and because Jason's a hipster, I got him a, a tea kettle. <laughs> I'm like, what? What does this to do with being a hipster? And when was I a hipster? And why is this, this tea kettle thing? So yeah, yeah. It's, you can basically <laughs> apply what it, I mean, have you heard that? Like, what is, I don't even like tea that much. Like I like it in comparison to coffee if it's like after 5 p.m. or something. Yeah. I I would imagine that that maybe brewing tea is something that hipsters would enjoy, but uh, not so much that that would be the defining characteristic. And yeah, also and not you. Be, d- you're like the least hip man. Hipster man. I mean, like I feel like you're a hip man, <laughs> but I feel like you're not a hipster man. I mean, I'm not going to be self-deprecating, but I don't think I'm that hip either. Like – just by virtue of how I've heard other people talk about uh, very hip things, I'm like, oh, I'm not that hip. I don't know. I'm you're flying. You're flying a thousand miles to go watch uh, the entity on the big screen. That's hip. Oh Jesus! You're a cool guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. By oh. the way, did you see Studio Dog or not Studio Dog, but Lobby Dog? While <laughs> we were out there, I see Lobby Dog every year, all the time. Yeah, every year, right? No, I didn't There's see. Never a year goes by when I don't see that massive fucking dog in the lobby. Yeah, I didn't see that dog Except- this year, but I did see that Grant, the guy who runs the corn gorn, uh, yeah. reacted with the heart emoji on one of uh, the old pool party posts where we talk about corn gorn. Oh, wonderful! Okay, yeah. So I thought yeah, that was Grant's very an nice. excellent dude. Yeah, I, I don't know if he listened to the episode or not. It was from last year. And if I recall, I was like kind of down on the corn gorn last year. So hopefully I didn't talk any shit that he heard. But what are you going to do? Last year was kind of sucky. Yeah, I think um, I think all in all, like the mm-hmm. event itself, like everything Grant does is great. 
the movies aren't always that good. But uh, yeah. did we talk about any of the interstitials being bad? I can't imagine we said like any of that stuff was lame. I think that might like well last year like they like stopped doing the interstitials because they were running so late, and that was like kind of my problem. It wasn't necessarily the movies because they played Spookies and Dead and Buried, which are like two all-time bang counts, but. Like after like the third movie, they just stopped doing the interstitials because they were running late, which is kind of a bummer. I would much rather go to the Corn Gorn and just watch the interstitials. Fuck the movies. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I kind of wish I did that with the Entity because a lot of times those movies are meant to just be kind of fun, lighthearted. I feel like the Entity deserved a different uh, setting than what it was there. So like, yeah. After, as the movie was playing, you could just feel the entire event come to a screeching halt. Like people sometimes talk back to the films, and it's not always good. <laughs> I mean, it's barely good. But in this case, people are just like, "Shut up! Come on, we're all dealing with this event here mm-hmm. of this very, very serious, albeit like bizarrely premised film." So yeah, it just kind of came to a dead stop. And then I, I was just talking about this on some. Uh, on some thread with the corn gorn crowd that we usually meet up with that uh, they just passed out so much goddamn candy after that. Like, yeah, it just went on for almost a minute, <laughs> two minutes straight of them just like throwing huge economy sized bags of candy. Like sometimes they'll just throw out maybe a sucker, a Jolly Rancher, but they're just throwing like bags of Haribo gummy bears, bags of Skittles, like not like the movie theater bags, but just like giant bags of Skittles. Like, please cheer up. We all need we all need to think about something good now. Yeah. Yeah, they showed this movie about uh which is just like over 2 hours. The movie's 2 2 hours and 5 minutes and the entire mm. thing is a lady being raped by three ghosts. Yeah, like it's just borderline spit on your grave stuff, except yeah. it's ghosts. Yeah, and everybody was like clearly kind of bummed. I feel that's the impression I got of the crowd. So, I mean, yeah. it's not going to uplift people. Like, that one guy tried to make some real crass joke, and it was just like, this is not the place for this. Mm-hmm. That one guy, when the lady was naked, he was like, yeah, them titties. <laughs> yeah, like, on, and then somebody's like, take some wine with that, um, I forget what it was, Xanax or something. Yeah. Ambien, maybe? Yeah, it was something. I, like, he, he, I couldn't hear it because everybody says, like, shut up, <laughs> like, immediately when he started talking. Yeah, it was a bad pick, but I like that corn corn. He's got a beautiful family. I love Frost Nixon, yeah. his adversary. Yeah, I love that George washing machine came out without the correct hat every time. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, even Wizard Policeman. Wizard Policeman was fun. Yeah. So you voted, Mr. Frisbee. Did you encounter any armed militia members who were trying to threaten you into voting for who they wanted you to vote for? No, no, I didn't. Oh, um, according it to was Facebook, a chill experience. Oh, well, according to Facebook, that's like the number one problem in America right now is people with guns hanging out at polling places. But I hear it is in Ohio. Like Ohio, they there's a, a harassment case going on now because mm. they're experiencing that too much. Yeah, I, I guess uh, yelling at all your friends on Facebook and uh, blocking them for disagreeing with you is bad, but or is good. But uh, actually going to a polling place with a gun is bad, even though it's like kind of the same thing, sort of, right? Kind of intimidating. I don't know if that's right, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same in spirit, but maybe not in magnitude. Spirit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I 
there. I agree with that. Intimidating your friends on, on social media is good. Man, I do not miss Facebook. I do not miss that level of involvement with Facebook. Like I still use it mm-hmm. um, to varying degrees, but never to that intense degree. Good Lord. I think I'm going to keep it up. Like this, uh, <laughs> like I think I'm just going to be this way about everything. Like the way that people are about politics right now on Facebook, where it's like you're calling people, like people who like disagree with you, like just ever so slightly on an issue. Like you'll call them like uh, a trash person, even though you've been friends since kindergarten. Like I think I'm going to start doing that like all year round about everything now. Just like I like it. Oh, um, you've. I can't believe you rated uh, uh, Doctor Strange 4.5 stars on Letterboxd and not 4 stars. You're a fucking garbage person. You're a piece of shit. You're ruining this country. Yeah, everything. Yeah, there you go. I like that everything would be ruining this country. <laughs> you know, Starbucks, they can't get away with anything anymore with holiday cups. Oh, they're ruining this country, uh, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> last year was like a minimalist thing. Like, people are like, fuck you. And they're like, okay, we'll just change it to green. And how about this? Like, you know, everybody love each other and like, fuck you even harder. Did you hear about this? Have you seen this? Yeah, I, I heard about this. I read about this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm like for a minute, like there was a time, like, I don't know, like a couple of years ago where like, I like kind of thought like these people who talk about this war on Christmas, like had a good point. I was like, this, these guys are, you know, like, uh, I feel like people are kind of trying to get rid of Christmas. Or like kind of like or do something with that, you know? And I, but then like two seconds later, I was like, Nah, man, fuck these people! Like they're like fuck Christmas and fuck these people. Christmas starts at the end of uh, September. There's no war on Christmas. Like if Christmas went away, like literally, we would all be back in the depression, living in a dust bowl. Like Christmas props up our entire society and our entire like economic structure. There's no war on Christmas. Like. So what if somebody wants to sell you a green cup instead of a cup that's got Jesus or Santa Claus on it? Because uh, for three months out of the year, we all – and four maybe because now it overlaps into January somehow. Like we're all on board with the fact that Christmas is the number one thing in life. There's no war on Christmas. Like just because somebody's selling you a green cup doesn't mean – like uh, there's more Christmas now than ever, Mr. Frisbee, and it enrages me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to think of what it was before. I don't remember any Santa Claus. I like I don't go to Starbucks often enough to remember this. But like, what was it before? Reindeer or some bullshit? Yeah, it's like reindeer. Who gives a shit? Like this is a Christmas, (laughs) and like the it wasn't like the baby Jesus was on there. I'm talking about your Louisiana purchase. Just go down to like New Orleans around Christmas. You'll see all the baby Jesuses you want. Yeah, man, (laughs) like it's all over the place. Yeah, like how prevalent does your stupid holiday have to be, where it's you consider it a war that one coffee shop decorates slightly less the way you want them to, and that's a war, right? And not just a coffee shop, but the most popular coffee shop on the planet, like more locations than than anything else of value. Yeah, it's it's not like they would try to corporatize a holiday to make it appealing to a, as massive of people that they could find. Of course. Meanwhile, it's like, you know, there's. Have you heard about this? It's like uh, the. Uh, what is it? The baby Jesus cake. The I, I'm. Um, the three kings cake, the king's cake. You've heard about this, right? I don't know about this. King's cake. 
Okay, this is a Louisiana tradition where it looks like a giant tea ring, like a kind of a um like a a rolled or braided bread. Oh, it looks good. Looks good. And then people each get a piece and one of those pieces has a little baby figure inside of it. And it's supposed to be the baby G, right? Mm, nice. <laughs> That's it's a choking hazard, but it's there. And it often comes with like a crown embroidered on the back of it. So it's not just like a tiny choking hazard, but it's supposed to be representative. Like that's the baby Jesus. It's like, it's right there. I mean, there's other institutions that are there, other traditions. So yeah, who cares if Starbucks isn't putting a bunch of stuff on cups that they're trying to sell to absolutely everyone, even people who don't like coffee. Like it it boggles my mind, this stuff, because we have all these other traditions that are just like, in your face with here it is the baby jesus the reason for the season they even have a mascot that comes out to uh, pelicans games it's a horrifying mascot deadspin's done a couple articles about it but um the king cake baby if you look that up mm-hmm. uh that'll blow your mind i'll look it up i saw that there's an npr article said uh where the headline is um uh, is that a plastic baby jesus in my cake which or are I, you just happy to see me? Nah, the rest of it. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a bizarre headline. But oh, this anyway, baby is yeah. weird as fuck. What? This baby, he's weird as fuck. Is that supposed yeah, to be a Jesus? Mascot that they actually bring out. Look how detailed it is. Isn't that crazy? Is that supposed to be Jesus? It's supposed to be a king cake baby. So, so yeah, wow. that's awesome. <laughs> Pelicans are my new favorite team. <laughs> this guy's horrifying. He looks like a garbage pail kid. Yeah. He yeah, look- I don't think they'd ever just outright say like, hey, this is the baby Jesus. They'd probably just say, hey, it's the, the baby you find in a king cake. But that's representative of uh, the season anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's a it's supposed to be representative of a plastic baby that you'd find in bread. Yeah, so we got giant plastic baby Jesuses walking around at basketball games, but uh, but some sort of war on Christmas is going to take away all your freedoms. Get real. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about any of that stuff. Oh, you need to be worried about this war on Christmas. You need to be on the front lines. (laughs) We need to take this Christmas out. I hate it. Yeah. What is your most hated holiday, Mr. Frisbee? Um, hated holiday? Jeez, I don't know. Like, I'd want to, I think the gut reaction is Valentine's Day, because that seems uh, a bit played out. And it's always rough if you're single during Valentine's Day. It's kind of like an in your face, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's so many other weird holidays that don't really need to, don't really need to exist. Mother's Day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe like for some of these, it's the way they got warped around. Uh, they're not like purely greeting card holidays, but their mother, Mother's Day, for example, that was supposed to be for mothers of war vets, right? Oh, was it? Yeah. 
Oh, that's interesting. And then all these other non-war vet mothers just uh, appropriated this culture and took it for themselves, even though they did nothing. They didn't have any war heroes. They got they gave birth to little Jimmy, who eats glue and is a piece of shit and poops his pants in kindergarten, and they think they deserve a fucking holiday over uh, a war hero mom. Fuck you. That's that's. I never knew this, Mr. Frisbee. This really blows me away. Do not celebrate Mother's Day unless you have a fucking rad kid who fucking punched Hitler in the face and uh, <laughs> and did some cool war shit. If, you, if, if your kid didn't storm uh, the hills of San Pedro and, and uh, <laughs> with Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, fuck you. Yeah. Um I'm trying to find that detail bit. Uh, shit. Hold on a second. These mothers, they think they're just so entitled. Oh, I i spit out a stupid little kid. I deserve a day. You don't deserve nothing. Neither do you out there. Uh, fathers, grandparents, secretaries, trees. Nobody deserves anything. You know, I'm, t- I'm tired of all these days. Every single day. I get on Facebook and oh, it's National Pretzel Day. It's National uh, Gooby Floops Day. It's National uh, Ding Dong Hill Hilly Bops Day. Oh, fuck off with all the days. I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. I don't need a National Jolly Rancher Day. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Um. Well, there's other originations of Mother's Day around the world, and. Ours, at least, in the States, was done by Ann Jarvis. Um, What's Ann Jarvis up to? Is she doing anything cool? Yeah, I mean, she took care of wounded soldiers during the American Civil War. Man, tight. That's tight. Um, created Mother's Day work <coughs> clubs to address public health issues. Started the uh, push for this day to honor mothers. But I swear it was about just, like, mothers of uh, war vets. Like, in this particular thing. Well, it, it will huh. be for now on. Not wishing anybody Happy Mother's Day unless they got a war vet in the family. And one of the good war vets. Not one of these uh, guys who just go over there and rape everyone. Like most soldiers. <laughs> most soldiers. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not true. <laughs> wow. I just, just, you know, just angry today. I'm just so angry. No, I hear you. Um... Yeah. I'm trying to find that fucking proof. I hate this if I, like, I just misled all this shit. Anyway. You just misled um, me, Mr. Frisbee. Say what? You misled me. Also, I don't think that anybody will be mad at you misleading them after I just said that most soldiers rape. I think uh, (laughs) (laughs) I got you covered on anybody being mad about being misled on this episode. No, your shit always gets overlooked. I'm always the one who gets chewed out about stuff. So I'm... I'm very cautious about this. Well, the trick is to just say more outlandishly wrong things, and then nobody cares. Well, if that's <laughs> if I learned anything from 2016, then that has to be it. Mm-hmm. Just just <laughs> double down on crazy bat shit. Man, how sweet is it going to be when 2016 ends? Right? Isn't that going to be cool? <laughs> or is it 2017 going to be better, or is it, do you think it's going to be worse? Oh, it's going to be way worse. Mm. Okay. Things I don't know. I guess so. Uh, uh, we'll see. It'll it'll probably be alright. I don't. Maybe it'll be good. The Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, seem to be losing a lot of games. So if that continues, 2017 will be pretty cool. 
Also, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is coming out. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I don't know. There's some things to look forward to, but... Uh, but yeah. Shit, I don't know. Just distracting myself. I'm trying to find... Take it about Mother's Day. One thing I found out is she didn't like the popularization of it. Like, the commercialization of it. Mm-hmm. She was around long enough to see the cards and whatnot and was like, no, this is what I meant. So there was some stuff related to improving uh, uh, VA hospital conditions, but, you know, this seemed to have a lot of detailed works in mind that wasn't just celebrating moms, although that was seemed to be part of it. Uh, well. Yeah, yeah, um. Oh, shit. I don't know if we have any emails this week. I don't think so. We just recorded not too long ago. True. I'm just going to make sure. Let's just make sure. Yeah, we were just making sure. That's all. Yeah, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I went to a concert last night, Mr. Frisbee. I went to a show, like a rock and roll show. Was it Roger Klein and the Peacemakers? No, it was like a local show. I went to see the ska band, but... Uh, I got there. Really? Yeah. And I got there at like 9.30 and they had already played, which shook me to my core because my entire life, like, I've never been to a show where, like, the music started earlier than, like, 10. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, unless it's like a Knights of Columbus show or something like that. But, like, if you go to a bar show in Dayton, uh, Ohio, like, shows don't start until, like, wicked late. Like, I don't know if... The times are changing everywhere, or if it's just this town, or or what happened, or if it's like a West Coast thing. But uh, yeah, like the headliner was going on at like ten. I couldn't understand it. Yeah, it's weird, man. Was it like a Christian ska band or something? Uh, no, they seemed like a normal ass chill ska band. But like they hmm. weren't the headliners. Like they, it was like some touring band. But still, like I don't know. I can maybe there's like some city ordinance where you're not allowed to like rock late at night. But so I missed them. I, it was going to be the year of ska. I was going to dance around. I was going to pick up change. I was going to do the lawnmower. <laughs> uh, You're going to hardcore dance at a ska show. Uh, yeah. Well, but, well, back in my day, hardcore and ska and punk were all the same. You you could do any kind of dancing you wanted to at any of those things. You you were at the Aquabats with me. You saw all those kids in the circle pit at the Aquabats show. Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. In <clears throat> uh, the first show I ever got like. Well, the only show I ever got punched in the face at was a <laughs> ska show. Yeah, see? Um, now your your argument is sound. I can't really I can't really defend another point to this. I've only had bad experiences with people dancing at ska shows. Which yeah. is weird cuz you'd think people would be skanking or something. You would think, but what are you going to do? Yeah, there's so many songs just encouraging you to like skank to the beat mm-hmm. or logo or something but now people are like fuck you i'll do my own thing and like <laughs> elbows people and faces mm-hmm. but yeah so i missed him so i'm pretty bummed out it was gonna be fun but gotcha well i got for me hopefully i'll have more opportunities i went to a show this week also oh yeah um yeah i saw uh well not your favorite band in the world but uh one of my favorites guided by voices oh yeah yeah uh, Dayton, Ohio's own. And that was pretty good. Although I 
feel like I damaged my right ear a bit from that. Um, I think it's getting better, but they were very loud. And I'm getting old, so probably need to cut back on uh, going all the way to the front for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it could just be like that their sounds were damaging to the inner ear of humans. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I okay. just, I've heard like three guided by voices songs. I don't know what they sound like. I just like to make fun. I just like to make goof em ups. Maybe they're Yeah, good. I understand. I understand. Like, yeah, they, I mean, the, the diehard love for that band is kind of strange. The crowd for that band was even weirder. Uh, I... I didn't know what to expect, but it was, it was pretty nuts. Um, and not like, oh man, they're just going crazy. It's like, no, I think these, there's some legitimately like op kilter types there. Um, did they play any ska songs? Unfortunately, no. no that's and nice. you think they would, cause there's like five of them up there. And that's enough to make a ska <laughs> band. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like one of them could just put down like a rhythm guitar and, um, pick up a trombone or something. And there you go. You're set. You don't even need a trombone. You can just do like some of that janky ass late nineties ska. Mm-hmm. Just dub yeah. strings. That's all you need. You yeah, just forgo the brass section. Like you're you know, like you don't give a shit. I'm not gonna appreciate it, but you know, if you wanted to, <laughs> you could. Yeah. This is Wayne <laughs> reporting. For Pool Poly Radio, the news of Podcast Town. I am on death's bed doing this bullshit. And I hope Parker and Frisbane are happy. And I'm still doing this here. I think I'm like two minutes from dying. Okay. Seize it up. So, a couple bad things happened this week. At least between the last time and this time. You know, kissing contest decided to pull it up ranks and R.I.P. it and shit who knows when they're gonna come back it's very fucking sad you know now that Sawyer's left for the 15th time Mike realizes that you can't do it which is just bullshit cause you got Don man Don's the best man Maybe you get that ghost boy to come back and you know even Derek oh, Derek even though he was a complete fucking moron he made he took a he made a show better than fucking Sawyer who did that piece of shit fat fuck uh, yeah, fucking sad fucking days, man, you know? Now we're gonna listen to Ilkhan. Fuck you. Not gonna do that. No offense, Sarah. No offense, Al. I ain't doing that shit. Not gonna get that. Corey and power hungry asshole is. Man, him and friggin' Sean Byron flamed the fuck out about this week. So I don't know if you, if you noticed, we got a new emperor in this country. Grand Emperor Supreme, uh, Trump, coming in January. And, uh, yeah, so Sean lost his fucking mind. Put this guy James on blast on the in the in town, even though this guy James wasn't boasting anything that Milo Yakamatukas, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, I can't even pronounce it. That guy's a cunt. Was I guess I guess this guy James follows him on Facebook and likes occasionally posts his stuff on his personal feed. So Sean, like a pussy. Doesn't do it on this guy's personal feed, puts this guy on blast, but you know, he goes into town and does it like a fucking scumbag, you know what I mean? Like one of those guys who'll beat you up in the bathroom, you know? When you're not looking, he'll take a sucker punch and punch right in the mouth. Pussy piece of shit. So he flamed out hardcore. Corey kind of went with him, which was a beautiful fucking thing, you know? And I was just amazed because he's sitting there going off on this fucking guy, and I was like, 
really? And it's like, he didn't post anything in the, in the group, you know? He goes like some asshole podcaster posting something once and never posted anything again, thinking that they're going to get fucking huge hits. It's just like, what the fuck, you know? So, that was good. I Hopefully that keeps fucking showing off the, the group for a couple of months, you know? You know, what the hell can I tell you, man? This guy's going to be our new freaking president. Hopefully he doesn't fuck it up. You know, and change a whole lot of shit. It seems like he's not. It seems like he's pulling back from his his promises already. Like typical, like any goddamn president elect, congressman, senator, all those fucking liars. So, you know, I don't fucking worry about it. Wait until he gets in, see what happens. All these fucking fake websites we're putting posting all these fake news stories that I keep seeing on my fucking feed every fucking day. Makes me want to shoot myself in the fucking head. Uh, okay. I think I need to get some antacid or some Pepto, because now I got like some, I got all fucking heartburn now for just talking about this bullshit. All right, Parker, Frisbine, I'll talk to you later. Eat a dick. Well, we got no emails, I take it? No, we didn't get any emails. Well, poop. I guess that's the end of the show. That's what it means from now on. Whenever we don't have emails, that's the end. <laughs> We're ending it. I'm okay with this. Um, if anybody wants to send emails, though, you can do so at poolpartyradio at gmail.com. All our archived episodes are at poolpartyradio.com. You can rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. Find us on Twitter at Fennel Parker at Cumulus Frisbee. Um, also join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash poolpartyradio. We've also got uh, other Facebook hangouts like Podcast Town, if that is something that you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Is there anything I'm missing? Is that it? I think that's about it. Also listen to uh, Zatoichi, the blind podsman, Mr. Frisbee's other podcast. Yeah, do that. Check that out. And listen to Junk Food Dinner, Parker's other podcast, although you probably came here because of that show. Listen to it anyway. Yeah, to just it don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> Listen to it. Yeah. Uh, also, had a, oh yeah. What? What, what were you going to say? I was. I was just going to talk about who you've had on recently. We had Corey on. That's right, Corey Scalar, <laughs> who lives in yeah. Oakland, California. His phone number is eight five eight two seven eight three three eight two. Call him. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I want to thank my best friend Wayne because we probably had a Wayne Podcast Town News earlier in this episode that we edited in without saying anything about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if not, I still just want to thank him. He's cool, nice guy. He's got yeah, a cool thanks. beard. Yeah, thanks for always doing the podcast news for us, Wayne. Mm-hmm. Podcast Town, I mean. And I guess that's everything. So until next time, this is Parker for Cumulus saying thank you for having the fun.